2: Harvard Law professor, uh, author of Guilt by Accusation, The Challenge of Proving Innocence, and The Age of Me Too. Uh, I'll tell you, and he's got other books. Uh, Avi Dershowitz, I'm allowed to call him Avi, is one of the foremost experts on everything regarding the Supreme Court. So we reached out to Alan, and we said, would you share your, your, your brilliant knowledge with us this morning? Alan, thank you so much, and welcome back to the show, Professor.
0: Well, thank you. I also have a new podcast. I'm competing yes. with you now. It's called <laughs> The Show. The Their show, you get it on Apple, you get it on all those, Spotify, and I talk about the Supreme Court a lot and current news, so, you know, if you want, if you haven't gotten enough of me on Piscopo, listen to my podcast. And <laughs>
2: hey, you know what, too, Avi, if I may, it's so, you don't have to get up early like we get up, man. You, we do the podcast. You can kind of do it on your own time, I hope, right?
0: That's right. I do it at 10 o'clock in the morning. Every morning, I read the paper. I listen to your show. It gives me (laughs) ideas for what to say. And then I get on there and I talk and I take questions. You can ask me questions about anything.
2: This is great, the Durst It's that's gonna that's gonna be big. I'm telling you right now, uh, Professor. So the, the, the Supreme Court. Give us your take on what's going on. What will happen? What do you think will happen uh, in the Supreme Court? Because you, and again, with respect to Judge Napolitano, with respect to your your uh, your friend Arthur Idala, you are you're really. I think uh, Judge Knapp and Arthur will say you are the supreme expert on this Supreme Court situation. What's going on, sir? Do you think?
0: Well, it's very complicated. It's not for the fact that the Republicans four years ago stopped the nomination of Merrick Garland. And Lindsey Graham and others said, hey, it's not appropriate to nominate somebody just months before an election. If not for that, this would be simple. The president has the power to make a nomination until the day he leaves office. He could do it at 1145 in the morning at, uh, on January 20th. But because the Republicans in the Senate all said, no, 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 you can't do that and they stopped the nomination of Merrick Garland, there's a lot of pressure on Republican senators to say, no, let's wait, let's see what the election does. And, of course, two senators already, of course, and Collins, have said they agree with that position and they're not going to vote yes on a confirmation. Senator um, Mitt Romney, who people thought might join them, has now said, no, he's going to vote. So right now, the vote is 51 to 49 in favor. Of course, we don't know who the nominee is. And if the nominee is too extreme, the president may lose one or two additional senators. So he has to be careful about who he nominates. And several of the people on the list are people who at least some think might want to overrule Roe versus Wade, and that will cause some problems. There's one nominee who has to be questioned very hard, and it's a very it's a, it's a it's a very complicated issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Judge Barrett, uh, who's a very distinguished judge. Mm-hmm. She graduated top of her class, Notre Dame. She was a professor, and uh, she was a Scalia law clerk. And last time she came up for confirmation as a circuit court judge, Senator Feinstein made a terrible mistake. She basically opposed her because she was a Catholic, right. and that's unconstitutional. You can't do that. The Constitution says no religious test shall ever be required of anyone holding office under the United States. And so you cannot discriminate against a person because she's a Catholic, a Jew, a Muslim, a a Christian, an atheist, anything else. No religious test shall ever be required. But if a person has a judicial philosophy that reflects their own religion, as, for example, John Kennedy said he did not, John Kennedy said he'd be the president for all the people. He was the first Catholic president. Of course, I voted for him. Um, and Justice Scalia didn't allow his faith to tell him how to decide cases. He decided several cases that would be contradicted by at least Catholic philosophy. So the subtle, nuanced questions have to be put to Judge Barrett if she's nominated. Yes, you're a Catholic. We praise that. We embrace that. That's a good thing. We want people of faith to be on the supreme court but will you be independent of your faith and some people would say yes i can be independent i'm a judge mm-hmm. some will say my faith is so important to me that i can't put it aside so that's the question that will be put to her and um, we'll see how she answers it and we'll see how the senators handle themselves generally the senators don't do a very good job in the confirmation process. They tend to become bullies. Look what happened in the Kavanaugh case, uh, uh. and uh, in other other cases. So. This is, you know, very interesting few weeks that we have ahead of us.
2: So you put Amy Coney Barrett up, if, if indeed that's the nomination for President Trump. They go after her on her Catholicism. She, they can't go after her for sexual allegations, right? Avi, I mean, really, Professor, they're going to yeah. go after her. I mean, they won't do that. Plus, she, she adopted two black children, so they can't call her a racist. Oh, I mean, wh- No, of course not. So you think they're going to go after the, her being a Catholic and she may take that uh, into the court with her?
0: Well, you know, that would be a big mistake if they went after her because she's a Catholic or they went after her because she has a Down syndrome baby who was diagnosed with Down syndrome and prenatal testing. And nonetheless, she carried it to term. She is entitled to have her own personal views about abortion. We have to honor those views. Religious views under our Constitution are completely protected. Hmm. But if she were to say, as a Catholic, I could not vote, For the right of a state to allow a woman to choose abortion, even if the Supreme Court said that was required, that would raise an interesting question. And uh, we see how the senators uh, deal with that. It's a very subtle point. Yeah. Religion, no. Your judicial philosophy, yes.
2: You know, great conversation, Professor. You are, I tell you, you're just so, uh, in touch with all this regarding the court. Can I, can I go here before we let you go, sir? Uh, uh, it would seem to me politically for the president to go with Barbara Lagoa in Florida, uh, because, uh, the, the, you got the woman, you got the Latino vote, you got Florida. Do you think that the, uh, President Trump may pivot to her? Do you, is that what you're feeling, Alan?
0: it's certainly possible she too has very good background she worked as a prosecutor she's very bright she too is a very religious catholic um but uh it hasn't been an issue as much with her as with barrett because of the way in which senator feinstein improperly framed the question to her look florida is very much at play the cuban american vote in florida is very important we've never had a cuban-american On the Supreme Court, we have a Latina american on the Supreme Court, but not a Cuban-American. It's possible the president may decide to make the appointment in order to solidify his voting base in in Florida. He doesn't gain much regionally from Barrett. He gains a lot in terms of the evangelical votes. So it's more of an ideological political pick with Barrett and more of a regional ethnic pick, I suspect, with uh, the judge in Florida. Yeah. But uh, who knows? And, you know, he's president's one of these guys who pulls rabbit out of hats and yeah. he may come up with somebody that we've never heard of or is even on the short list.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Abby, before we let you go, Brooklyn common sense, sir, professor, what's your instinct? What are you feeling? Dare you make a prediction on the show here?
0: Well, you know, last time he made a pick, the president called me and asked me for uh, my advice. If he does, I'd be happy to give him my advice. Uh, So I don't want to make a prediction or a pick in the event he does uh, seek my advice. Um, Look, my advice at this point uh, might very well be to uh, hold off and wait to see who wins the election. But it's his power. That's his choice. He has the right to do it. And I don't blame him for trying to make a pick. What I do blame are some senators, both on both sides. Remember Joe Biden said, uh, he thought it was perfectly okay,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: for President Obama to pick yeah. uh, Garland, and now he's saying it's not okay here. So you know, hypocrisy on both sides doesn't create principle. Two wrongs so don't make a right, and active hypocrisy on both sides do not turning into an active principle. So let's see. I have an article that I wrote yesterday in the Daily News, in which I said I urge senators to put principle over partisanship. Whichever way it turns out, just do it on principle. Not on partisanship, yeah. that's the important point.
2: avi, I'm on Notern Avenue tomorrow. you're invited. I'm just saying I'm just oh, saying, I wish
0: it." <laughs> If we, didn't, if we didn't have a COVID, I'd be on in a minute. I spent a lot of time on those Avenue.
2: <laughs> I know you did. Professor Dershowitz, thank you. Thanks so much. I know how busy you are. By the way, the podcast, you got the the Show. It's a, it's a podcast. Yeah. It's new. It's new. Uh, you can get it on Apple, and you can Google Alan Dershowitz and find it there. Professor, thank you so much. With respect, sir. Thanks for joining us this morning, always.
0: Thank you so much. Be well.
2: Yes, indeed. Professor Avi Dershowitz right there. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as
1: well today. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Democrats in the media are attacking Republicans for pushing ahead with a new Supreme Court nominee while allegedly dragging their feet on a coronavirus relief bill. There's just one problem. The coronavirus bill put forward by Democrats is a dangerous expansion of the federal government that puts our economy at even more risk of fiscal collapse. Though we don't hear much about it anymore, the United States debt-to-GDP ratio has increased dramatically in the 21st century. When George W. Bush took office, we had a debt ratio of under 60%. Today, we have a debt ratio of over 100%, 107% to be precise. In simple English, this means our government owes more than our entire economy produces in a year. America simply cannot afford more of these immense spending bills. Republicans are right to reject the Democrats' short-sighted, ridiculous proposal. Now... Imagine the spending binge if Democrats gain the presidency, too. I'm Jerry Boyer. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.